Welcome back to System and Distribute, the podcast that is plagued by t- plagued. I missed like the, the D. coronavirus. Well, you'll oh, get no. the D later. Plagued oh. by technical difficulty. This is Brent. I'm lost. I'm alone. And I'm Peyton. Yeah. Well, we've ran out of witty things to say. But I, you know, like I, uh, I'm just so frustrated. This is our fourth time trying to record this stupid episode, so I hope you guys appreciate it. The things yeah, we do. It's going to be a stupid episode. It's not going to be a stupid episode. I think you just called it a stupid episode. episode. Well, no, the content of the episode is not stupid. I'm expressing my frustration that it's taken us four times so far to try and get this rolling. Right. That's okay, though. It's fine. You know, not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Fine. Okay. All right. Ow. So, anyways, so piggybacking off of Jathan's fifteen clams last time, tonight we'll be talking about Tarnky Solutions. Specifically, we talked a little bit about why they're not really, why they're useless, I guess. Why they're absolutely useless and pointless last episode. Mm-hmm. So this episode, we're going to be talking about ways to kind of roll your own as the alternative. Or well, as We're going like to talk about it, why turnkey is shit first, right? Well, we, no, we talked about that last episode. Yeah, but we didn't talk very specifically, I feel. We kind of did. I got it. TLDR. Turnkey, not enough options, not enough understanding of what's happening under the hood. When breakage happens, not if, but when, because everything always breaks sometime. Mm -hmm. You don't have a fucking clue how it was set up. You're fucked. You waste your life. You probably get fired. Homeless. This is the longest TLDR I've ever heard of my entire life. Yeah, this is not a TLDR. This is is a fucking rant. fucking rant. A bridge version. Can you right. maybe hold on to that yeah, until the actual the topic? That. Jesus Christ. I'm still doing the intro here. This is what this episode's about, is what I'm saying. But anyways, we'll be talking instead about how to, you know, do it yourself rather than rely on a turnkey solution. Do it. AKA yourself. the way you're fucking supposed to do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that being said, Delay. what is everyone drinking? Go ahead, Jathan. I'm drinking more tension tamer, because I'm still off the booze train. Still? Yeah. Hmm. Peyton, are you drinking anything? I have Diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah, that's that's what I got. Okay. I have decided, fuck it. I still got these things in my mouth, but I don't care anymore tonight. <laughs> so I'm going to crack into that Breckenridge. Crack right in. Oh, shit. Just, Let me know what you think. Just, Let's get some first right impressions here. And just clean crack it. the tray things really well later after we're done recording. If we ever finish recording this dumb episode. Okay. I, Did you drink I, it yet? I should. No, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting the seal. Marco. Polo. I shouldn't say it's like an automatic response. This is gonna drive me nuts. Stop doing it, guys. We're that's fine. our fucking no, no, goddamn internal it. ping test. Yes, that's our internal I know, fucking but, ping test. But the listeners don't need to hear us do it every five minutes. Well, We've only done it we'll once. It okay, yeah, this recording, the other one we did. That's it right. Time. You're mixing it up with the other recording. So. <laughs> okay, my point is, we did it once. We did it. We're good. Don't do it again. Okay. Until you, yeah. uh, you know, but this isn't out. this isn't a stupid episode. I keep saying that because I'm frustrated. I think it's going to be a good episode. I think we've got some good content for you. Some absolutely good, good topic. Absolutely. I'm just a little bit frustrated, but you know it's what? Okay, it happens, buddy. It happens right. to all of us. It's all right, so. buddy. It's fine. I'm just, it's okay. I'm just mad. I'm the big mad, Hayden. I know it's okay, buddy. It's, fine. <laughs> it's all right. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a sip of this right now and, and let you know, Jathan, because you've been waiting patiently for me. Let us know, buddy. That's pretty good. Not as good as Jefferson's Reserve. Get the fuck out of here. But it's pretty good. 
No, well, dude. You know what? I'm glad you like it. I'm mm-hmm. sorry that your taste buds are shit, but I'm glad you like it. <laughs> because it's not like taste is subjective or anything. It's not. It absolutely is. Salt is salt. Is. Yeah, okay, I can tell it's bourbon in that respect, but the rest of it is personal taste. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Are you fucking with me? Are you fucking with me? I want me? my bottle back. <laughs> No, no, we're not. I'm gonna, no, we're not. I'm gonna, we're not fucking. I'm gonna you. put a bunch of coronavirus in it. So where are you, you gonna drink get that? It? I don't you know, know. You know, drive out to California. You know what's really, you know, he's not in it's California. Spread, it's spreading up the West Coast. Yeah. You know what's really funny is what everyone's complaining about how how infectious it is, and realistically, it's not as infectious as SARS is. SARS was. I mean, it's it's similar to SARS. It's got a similar infection rate. It's not there yet, but it's got a similar one. But I mean, even like eighty percent of people can e- just easily fight it off. Yeah, well, like better. I mean, the people you know, who, the people who have died from it have been people with immu- compromised immune systems, and we actually saw that there are hardly any pediatric deaths. So kids are getting it, but they're not getting sick enough to die or whatever, which is fantastic. Well, the well, eighty twenty split isn't even deaths; it's people who need to be hospitalized. Right, 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 right. right you right. know, like. I'm talking like 80% of people who contracted won't even need to go to the hospital. They'll just need to take a couple days off work and that's it. You know, like it's really not that big a deal, but whatever, whatever the fuck were we doing? Oh, okay. So we all, we talking all about shit. Payton, did you, did you mention what you're drinking? Yes, I did. Okay. I was filling my, my glass of water. It's fine. I have died. While you I said have it. Diet Dr. Pepper. It's fine. Okay. Okay. The cat is licking my foot. <laughs> Thanks for your cat. Lick that pussy right back. Oh, gosh. Okay, Peyton, what's your tip? I have a very simple tip. I didn't choose mm. this because of, of how much fun we're having tonight, but I, you know, mm. last time I did, or not last time, but the time for that I did test, and so tonight I'm doing OR. So OR is a simple command. It's used to execute a command if the command or current exit status is not zero. So uh, it doesn't change the current exit status, and it's simple. It's either the OR or it's a, uh, well, that's it. Pretty much it. That's it. That's the OR command. That's it. Uh, you can check the status of the exit status. Last foreground command to exit can always be accessed using the dollar sign status variable. And that is or. That's my mushy, turgid, springy tip. Mm. Okay. Like I said, short and sweet. Uh-huh. Right. So, moving on. So tonight, like I said, we want to piggyback from Jathan's previous... Yes. Delve. Look at me, fucking content creator. I don't know yeah, this that. is like two times. This, well, yeah, this is like two episodes in a row we've done this. I think now, right? Jathan, fucking. I mean, don't, I okay. You need to. You need to not get a big head about this, Jathan. I got a big head about it. No, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But we're gonna be, you know. So as we've said last episode, and as Jathan, TL. DR'd or tried to at least at the beginning he of this ended episode. Up just ranting, I feel like that was Yeah, yeah, it was weird. not a TLDR. It was it was the the R. <laughs> it was the VL very was, long. That was the too long didn't listen. <laughs> right. So yeah, we talked about some of the problems that Turnkey has last episode, but we can summarize yes. it with basically it's shit. It's pointless, it's useless, there's it's no purpose to it. Garbo. That was my TLDR. That was no. That was my TLDR. Oh, my TLDR is better than your TLDR. Your TLDR is no, shit. No, your wasn't. Yours wasn't a TLDR though. It wasn't a summary in any way, shape, or size. Moving on though to actual 
you know, actually what we're talking about. <laughs> Your dick's a TLDR. Oh, for Pete's sake. I think that's a compliment. Okay. No. So, oh, fucking. Brent, oh, go ahead. Oh, Ignore him. Just ignore <laughs> okay. him. Okay. Because he's I yeah, like pushing being, his buttons. He's being yeah. a little bitch because he, you know, yeah. he wants to go home and go to mama. You realize and, you know, the more off topic you bring to this, the longer it's going to take to record. Right, exactly. Right, Jathan? Right, exactly. You're working against yourself here. Working against yourself. So, as we briefly mentioned friend. last episode, it ha- Turnkey has a lot of problems. So then what do you do Boss. instead? What is the right way to do this? What is the proper way to do this? Well, you'll want to do it the right way. And the right way is to basically implement the components yourself rather than relying on someone else to bundle it in a way that they make assumptions about because they can't make assumptions about your environment you can they don't know your environment fuck them Mm -hmm. now there are some now key what well i have a question about that Mm -hmm. talk about something like a linode stack script Mm -hmm. which essentially provisions a linode and automatically installs some software and runs it and shit for you would you consider that turnkey? Like, should you not use their mail server stack script? Mm. I think it's it'd be okay, theoretically, depending on how complex your setup is, of course. Because it's not a replacement for config management and change management. We can agree with that, right? Yeah. Like, it's it shouldn't try and replace Ansible or Salt or Puppet. Right. It should not. I think, ideally... You should have config management in place and just have like the Linode deploy scripts, which they call stack scripts. I think they should just do the very basic and then get, you know, the agent for your change management, your config management installed and configured properly and then have the config management do the rest. But we talked a little bit more about that in a couple previous episodes. I would not necessarily call you know, their community repository of stack scripts. I wouldn't necessarily call them turnkey, but they kind of are. I mean, the end goal of them is the same, right? Is to provide a generic solution to specific problems, which is never going to work in the first place. So I would not recommend using them for the same reasons I don't recommend using turnkey, even though they're technically not turnkey. Does that answer your question? Jathan? Jinx. Sorry, what? Oh my god. I fucking zoned out, okay? All right. You ask a question. I know that. And I you did that it. thing where you talked for 18 years. It was not 18 years. He did not talk years. for 18 years. He talked for like five It wasn't five 18 seconds. years. I gave thorough explanations. Yes, I listened to your stack script. What was your final question, though? There wasn't a question. Then what did you say my name for? Because you weren't paying attention. It was quite obvious that you weren't. Yeah, oh, Jason, it was quite obvious that you were not paying But if attention. you were paying attention, you would have known that. Okay, yeah. so... Even I knew that. Yeah, well, to give you a TLDR, that's an actual TLDR, mm-hmm. I don't think stack scripts are turnkey in and of themselves, but I would avoid them for the same reason you avoid turnkeys. Yeah, okay. All right. So, yeah, so the basics of, of how to do this, I think, is... You're going to want to first examine the problem you want to solve. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you need to determine the constraints, like money slash budget, time, manpower, and the deadline, if there is one. I like it better when there isn't, but whatever. We all do. I'm a big fan of deadlines. Yeah. And then the components involved in the project. So let's say you're, you want centralized authentication, right? 
And part of this step is scope, determining scope too, right? Like, do we need to support just Linux clients for this central auth, for instance? Do we need to support Linux and Windows? We need to support Linux, Windows, Mac OS, all this stuff. And then from that, you can determine what components you need. So if you need like full stack, multi-platform central auth type stuff, you're probably going to need LDAP. You're going to need some form of radius. You're going to need some form of Kerberos. At the Big very free minimal. IPA. Well, no, because free IPA is turnkey. And I when I like when I tried them, I didn't like them because I we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We will get into that. Absolutely. Don't distract him. Let him finish talking. Yeah, Jason, this is going to take longer with you doing that for the second time now. No. So. No. After you determine these components, then you need to come up with a deployment strategy for each of them. You ideally don't want to deploy all of them all at once because that's that's going to complicate your testing. You want to do essentially our you know our operations equivalent of unit testing where you deploy each component on its own and then that way you can fully test that component before moving on to the things that depend on it or the things that run in parallel to it for instance i think in this case you would set up LDAP first then yeah. radius then kerberos and then test each one using the appropriate methods along each way and then from there, you can come up with, once you have a, an actual working prototype or proof of concept or whatever you want to call it, dev environment or, or staging environment, rather. From there, that's when you can start to plan the actual deployment of production. That is the way you're supposed to do it. This way will let you tailor it to your environment so you only deploy what you need and you can deploy it how you need it, so on and so forth. You're not wrestling with some pre-bundled bullshit. It does take longer. But as we mm -hmm. talked last, as we said last episode, to do it the right way, it always takes more time. Well, period. Yeah. Well, and the biggest thing to me is just, I just hate the lack of visibility into a turnkey solution. Sure. Yeah. And some of that, you know, all of the same logging and shit is there in some cases, in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. But you don't know to look for it because you didn't put it there in the first place, you know? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I can, that's, that's valid. So let's use free IPA as an example of that, right? Free IPA. When we had, what was his name? I can't remember his name now. It was the, the Striker. most badass Striker. name. Yeah, Striker. Yeah, Striker. Okay, so when we had Striker on the show, and I'll link to it in the show notes, mm -hmm. as, as I always do with these things. When we had Striker on, you know, I asked him, like, how are you able to make it interoperate with other components that serve the same roles? In other words, can you have free IPA use like an open LDAP backend, for instance? And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, that's, that's totally cool. When I tried it, didn't work. Could not get free IPA to work with open LDAP at all. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know if that was just me not, you know, not knowing enough about free IPA or mm -hmm. whatever. But that was immensely frustrating because I don't want to use the whatever fucking Red Hat, whatever they call their thing. Was it? 389 389 but it's it's called something different on rel i think no, they call not. it yeah it is it well is. like the commercialized supported version yeah it's same code but they, yeah, they have a totally different is. name for it i can't remember the name either but it's something different but anyways i don't want to use 389 ds i wanted to use open LDAP because it outperforms 389 ds provided you're using the lmdb backend in every single benchmark mm -hmm. by like miles you know yeah 
So I don't want to use the Re-890S, but there wasn't really an option because, again, this is an issue that all turnkey software has. There wasn't an option to make it play nicely with OpenLDAP. You can't say, look, this is, you know, I am running this LDAP server here. Just use the LDAP protocol to connect to it. It should be totally agnostic to what server software I'm running. But it wasn't. Right. So, like, that's an example in practice uh, when I actually hit of the issues you have with free IPA. And because it's all bundled together, you know, you run into issues where if you need to change a certain aspect of one of the components of that, you now have to restart the entire thing to pick up those changes rather than just restarting one component. You know, there's a lot of problems that you run into with turnkey. Yeah. And deploying it component by component by hand is a good way to avoid that. Can you guys think of other examples of turnkeys that you have evaluated or... I am apologizing for the fucking heater in the background. Yeah, that's fine. Well, a huge one that you see referenced all the time is Mail in a Box. I must be missing out because I almost never see it, but I'm guessing it's, what, SMTP, IMAP? Yeah, it's like Postfix, Dovecot, Clam, all in a box. Okay. I guess, so when I built my mail server, I used a lot of Linode documentation. Mm -hmm. And they actually basically say... Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, sometimes they have good documentation. A lot of it's user-contributed, so that... But this one in particular, I knew the person who wrote it, so that helped. But Was it Jim? The first iteration, I'm pretty sure his name was on, yeah. Nice. But anyway, so the whole thing is most VPS providers at this point have like a specific section you can navigate to that's like, oh, all about mail services. And a lot of them recommend like, oh, if you don't know what you're doing, do mail in a box. And so that's another thing that I think is a problem with turnkey is that it like bolsters people's confidence. Like, oh, I'm going to use this product and it's going to just work. And they don't really know what they're doing and they end up with something that's insecure and shitty. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's actually worse than just having paid somebody to do it or something else, you know? Yeah, this is how you get, you know, botnets. This is, yeah. Right. Yeah. If you don't know how to secure your thermostat, you shouldn't be building your own. Well, maybe your thermostat shouldn't connect to the internet in the first place, but, (laughs) you know, it is a good point, though, right? Like, email is something that you need to understand well in order to run a server for it. This isn't gatekeeping. This is like... Maybe learn how to drive a car before you sit behind the driver's the steering wheel, you know? Yeah. Like, common sense type stuff. So, either that or hire an Uber or a Lyft or a taxi driver, you know? Like, or a limousine driver, whatever, you know, how fancy you are. But, like, hire someone who knows what they're doing, you know? Don't just go at it and... You know what? A good example of that, continuing this metaphor is the guy who just recently got into a crash, or it was like a year ago, but they just recently found out that he was relying on autopilot and he was just, you know, fucking around on some mobile game and it was this big, bad crash he got into. Same exact shit. This is why turnkeys fail, is because you rely on machines deciding for you things that you should decide. But... Yeah, that's a very contrived example, I feel. I don't think it's, I don't think it's contrived. I think it's, it's, I think it's pretty relevant. Okay, so counterpoint, give me an example of a time it's okay to use turnkey. Never. I think turnkeys are without value. Interesting. Do you, I mean, do you you have an example where they would be? I could think of something like, let's say I wanted to, I'm developing a piece of software and I want to have an LDAP integration, but I don't have an LDAP server that I have access to for testing. Mm -hmm. In that case, 
having something pretty turnkey and not wasting a lot of time setting up LDAP might be kind of nice. You know what you can do? Fake it till you make it. Or just yum y install open LDAP server. Done. Yeah, I understand, but that doesn't give you all the configuration values to actually connect. It does. It actually does. What do you mean? You can literally install open LDAP, start the LDAP server, and then connect to LDAP via using the LDAP protocol. That's it. Yeah, but, I mean, you still have to have, like, put in dummy users and all that bullshit. You have to do that with a turnkey anyways. Yeah, I understand that, but, I mean, you <laughs> That's a moot point. Be... I don't know about that. It is. How is it not, Jathan? Because presumably you want to run it somewhere remotely, and then you have to learn how to properly secure LDAP and blah, 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 blah. And you trust the turnkey to make better decisions than you on that? No, but I think it might be an acceptable use case. I don't think it is. For a short window. Because, no, that's exactly how you get into the same problem of mail in a box and all that other shit. But it's not a production mail server or LDAP server. Neither should turnkey should be. That's what I'm saying. It's not, though. Okay, my point is, Jason, if you're in the position where you need access to an LDAP server and you don't know LDAP, you shouldn't be running an LDAP server. Someone else should be running it for you that knows LDAP. I agree with this. I agree with this. Absolutely. Right? I agree with this. Yeah. Okay. So what value do turnkey options have? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay. So they, they don't have any, is what you're saying. Right. Okay. <laughs> because it sounded like you thought that they did a couple minutes ago. Well, I think there are times when it's probably okay to use it. I don't know, man. Like, it's, like it's, okay, it's hold, just, on. If, okay, hold on. Hold if on, hold on. Give me a chance. Yeah. Give me a chance. So when? When would you say it's okay to use it? I just described it. If I'm developing a product, a tool, a program, something like that, and I need to interface with, I'm going to stick with an LDAP server, right? Mm -hmm. Do I really want to learn how to, and maybe I even need an LDAP server plus Kerberos, right? Like I want both of those authentication methods. Mm -hmm. Do I really want to learn how to fucking set up, Kerberos is hella fucking complicated. Sure. Do I really want to learn how to set that up or do I want to use something like free IPA that can basically just turn something like Kerberos on and off? Okay, now you said turnkeys aren't for production, right? No, it's not for production. It's just for standing up your own instance of something so that you can test your program or product or whatever the hell against it. So you're not running free IPA in production, but you're developing against it, right? Yes, which I understand possibly has some pitfalls because production that's and... Some. That's some. That's a bad idea in general. What you should do is have the operations team that manages production set up a test instance for you. That's what you should do. If you have that resource, I'm thinking about like if a you small have, team of people. Dude, okay. The same people who set up production should set up a test instance. That's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. yeah but yeah, production yeah. is, is that, not going to be your LDAP server. It's going to be your customers. Okay. Which is why I said the same people who set up the production instance should also set up a test instance. That test instance is for you. That's for you to develop against because it matches production. Right? No, it doesn't, because production is at whatever fucking Joe Blow client installs your software. And you're just integrating with their LDAP. No, 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 no. If they're managing production, it's not hosted at the client's site. It's something, well, I mean, it, it might be on their site, but like... No, what I'm talking about is like, you can go, you can install FreeNAS as a fucking example. Mm-hmm. And you can connect to any arbitrary LDAP server. Okay, so you're not, you've now moved beyond what you presented. No. I'm talking about the same thing. If Let's just say in a You're hypothetical... You're still talking about an LDAP server as the That's right. Server, let's say... Okay. Let's just hypothetical. Mm -hmm. 
free NAS as a product is maintained by one person. Yeah. They're really fucking good at Django and Python 3 and fucking FreeBSD and ZFS. That's it. That's all they know. Okay. Now, they want other people to adopt using their fucking thing. Okay. Should they set up an entire instance of LDAP and all that shit by hand, or should they just stand something quickly up with something like Free IPA so they can continue their development? Because at the end of the day, it's going to be whoever downloads FreeNAS that is then actually interacting with LDAP, you know, who's trying to use LDAP. Well, FreeNAS is a bad example because it's turn- it's another turnkey. I understand. It's another but, turnkey. But, but that aside, they should still turn up their own. <sighs> what are their clients running? Well, more accurately, Dude, not the clients everyone are wants to spend all their directory. fucking time standing up bullshit services just to fucking mess with. <laughs> okay, you know, you know what happens when you when you test against turnkey shit and your and your clients don't. <sighs> that, yeah, I'm sure shit. there are you like, get I bugs. Said, you like, like I said, like I said, I'm sure there are bugs. I don't know about massive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you do. So FreeNAS. Do you know why FreeNAS free assumes as if it's in an Active Directory environment. It doesn't follow normal standard RFCs. It follows a Windows-like approach to things like directory information trees and LDAP, right? It follows that approach. It follows an Active Directory like, yeah, I'm telling you. It follows an Active Directory like DSA, which is not how the RFCs specify the standard approach to it because Windows does their own fucking thing because fucking Microsoft, all right? So when you develop FreeNAS and say, oh, this supports LDAP, I literally just had this problem, like when I was trying to get OS tickets to auth against LDAP. They say it auths to LDAP. What they mean is it auths to Active Directory. And now I can't get it to auth to LDAP. So what I was going to say is, and I completely Mm -hmm. lost it because I was trying to say it and I lost it. But basically what I was trying to say was, like, FreeNAS. Oh, I got it now. FreeNAS... I shipped out a new UI update, and there are bugs everywhere, okay, with the update. So, like, I get what you're saying, like, you know, like... But I'm not actually talking about FreeNAS, it was an example. And this is about UI bugs, it sounds like. Well, But I'm I'm talking more to... So what I'm... Oh, I'm sorry. What I'm trying to get at is, with a turnkey system, you are being offered a solution that may not be stable for production. It may not be stable for even a dev environment because there are inherently bugs in the system. Yeah, sure. You, you see what I'm saying? Like that, that's I, that's what I'm trying to I get. See what you're that's what I'm, I'm trying not... to get to is that you can have this system. You can have the. You can deploy this, whatever you want, FreeNAS or whatever. And if you don't pay attention to what is being pushed with updates, you can have I... the potential to ruin your system. Can I rephrase what you're saying that in a way that I, I think sure, is sure. what you're trying to say? Absolutely. When you use turnkey systems, you're relying on an extra layer of glue that may have bugs of its own. Sure, that works. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. So, like, that complicates things. Because it now, does, instead, really like, OpenLDAP is a... Ten. Yeah, right. Like, is the bug in OpenLDAP, or is it what's in front of OpenLDAP? Well, that, but it's, I mean, it's like a 10 or 15-year-old project. It's got hundreds of people submitting patches, and, and they've all people, they're all people who know LDAP really well, because they've been doing it their entire lives. And then you've got FreeIPA, which has been around for, what, three years tops, four years, something like something that? Something like that, yeah. Uh-huh. So, which one do you think 
has had more work put into it and especially into the stabilization of it and the optimization of it. That's a good question. I don't know, Brent. And which one do you think is going to have issues? It's a good question. Is it going to be the underlying engine that's been stable for 10 years? Or mm. is it going to be the one that just had its first public release three years ago? So there's really no justification. I have this huge list of cons in my book against turnkeys. And the literal only pro is it's faster to deploy to production with a big old asterisk with a note saying, don't ever fucking deploy it to production. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like, yeah. So I feel like I gave a scenario last time we talked about this, about how mm-hmm. you roll up to a, an office somewhere and the guy says, I've got 30 minutes, get it on my desk, get it going. Yeah. You know, and so what I wanted to say was about that is that, I mean, sometimes you're presented with a choice. You can do it like we say, which is do it the right way, take mm-hmm. longer, do it the right way, et cetera, or you're going to be presented with, I don't care, get it done. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. I get. Yeah, but I, 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 I hate that. I, I do. I, I hate listen, when it's demanded listen, because, man, like, listen, man, I, uh, I do too. Right mm-hmm. there with you, you know? I'm tempted to just put, like, a clause in all gig contracts saying, like, if you insist on using this particular piece of shit software, I like I'm gonna set it up and you'll never hear from me again. Even yeah, I, I mean that's you know, that's, like, that's what I would say too. Like you know, yeah, I'll do this for you, but I'm not supporting it. Here's the number mm-hmm. of a guy who might, but it's who's crazy enough, who's too. fucking yeah. nuts about it. Sure, but I personally am not gonna sit here and take the calls at 1 a.m. because you started messing with storage. You refuse to do it on the proper timeline. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. 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 Yep. And so, I mean, my point that I'm trying to make is, like, you know, fucking nine times out of ten, we run into a situation where somebody's telling us, I don't care, get it done, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we've got to be the bad guy and say, you know, okay, I mean, I can do it, but here's what's going to happen. It's going to suck, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to support it. And the best we can do is just do that, you know, just fucking... Tell them, you know, like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be party to this server being a piece of shit, you know? Right. And something else to consider is the speed thing kind of is negated because, again, change management and config management, right? Oh, right. Exactly. You set it up once, you can turn it up however many times you want. You can tear down many times as you want. You just need to set it up once. And if that's something you need to test a product... You can literally use the same profile as your production profile. Right. But to its detriment, mm-hmm. even further, turnkey stuff does not play well with config management because it has its own way of doing things. Of course it does. So you don't even get that amount of flexibility that you would want in the first place. Right. So it's, it's I just, I literally see no point to it. I don't. I get why people think it's attractive because they don't want to learn about the technology they want to deploy. But that's a them problem. That's not a problem with the technology. That's a them problem. That's them being lazy. Right, 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 right. And so I think one of the things we need to look at when we say, hey, you know, this is a turnkey. We don't like it is, you know, one of the things that we're looking at is you don't have control over updates. You don't have control over what it's doing in the background. Like, yeah, you can flip a switch. But in reality, what's going to happen when you flip that switch is it's going to yeah, say, what the hell is that slip, that you know, going? it's right. Exactly. It's like, it's like, OK, well, you flip the switch. Congratulations. Do you know what flipping that switch does? You know, and yeah. I'm sure we're going to get people who are like, 
fuck you, man. I'm I'm fucking. I've been running mail in a box since 1992, and I'm a motherfucking badass. You know, fuck off. Okay, we're not talking about great. All right, great. All right, buddy. I'm happy you're. I'm happy you got lucky. We're talking about a fucking tech somewhere who rolled up mail in a box because he was told to, and he still doesn't have a fucking clue what's going on with it. And you know, that's the shit we're talking about right here. Mm. Like you know. Yeah, that's and it's I'm done. <laughs> it's not valuable as an education resource right, because exactly. you learn, you learn nothing. You learn the turnkey. You don't learn the technology. Yeah, so you learn the glue, the wrapper. You don't, the you glue. don't learn the actual. Oh gosh, it's it's so. Did I ever tell you guys I worked for a hot minute, like way like seven years ago, maybe on like a groupware turnkey shit. No. As it turns out, you don't really tell us a lot anymore. Yeah, you don't really. We save it <laughs> off for the show, not. so whatever. Yeah, apparently not. You never ask, Jathan. Oh my god. We ask but, all the time. For ourselves. Yeah, not really. But... Not really. The... Yeah, I, I, I can't even remember the name of it. It was... It's fine. It was some... Some... E-group? E-group? Where? I don't know. I can't remember. But, yeah, it was back when I was living in New Orleans, so it was a long time ago. And didn't really go anywhere, to my knowledge, unless it was rebranded and, you know, it's not coming up in Google searches. But, what? like, the whole time, like, I was just having fun because I was figuring out how LDAP worked and stuff like that. You sure. Know? Sure, sure. I didn't really believe that the product would work because people have been trying to do groupware forever. Yeah, yeah they sure have. And it's failed every time, you know, for good reason. Because so... groupware is... There's no, there's no such thing as a non-turnkey groupware, so... Right. Yeah, sorry. No, that's fine. I was gonna... I think I was gonna ask you, how long did you work on that for? Three or four months, I think. Oh, yeah? That's cool. Yeah, we, we never even got a beta done, so... Ah, lame. Shut up, Jathan. Yep. Jathan, can you think of any valid use cases for turnkey solutions? I already gave you mine. The one I shot down? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. You see. Yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say about this because this is like, it's such a simple topic, but like, I don't, I really don't. I've ranted already and I'm, I feel like I'm just going to keep ranting if I keep talking about it. I feel like it has a place for, and I'm going to say this and you guys are fucking hate it. It has a place for hobbyists. People who are like, yeah, you know, I want to learn Linux. And so they run Ubuntu or Mint or whatever, and they're like, yeah, 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 I've got free IPA, and I've got free NAS, and I'm good. And that's fine. Like, if you want to do that, more power to you, buddy. But, uh, I mean, realistically, if you want to learn this shit, you need to roll your you need to roll your own. Like, you need to sit down and fucking figure that shit out on your own. That's I, my opinion. I would not say that it all that it has a place. I will that's say, fine. I said you guys would disagree with me. Right, right. So, I would say you know, turnkey stuff always has people who will use it which is right. different than right. having right. a place right 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 but you know that's mm. kind of why we're talking about it i mean realistically realistically what i'm trying to say is like for you right as the sysadmin god that you are well, you know about that, but... i say that with a little bit of of humor in it because right for you you know for the fact that you've done 95 percent of this on your, you know, mm. as a roll your own, like for you, it's easy, you know, like you're like, yeah, no problem. I can do that. You're, it's up in five minutes, you know, for mm. some people it's, it's not that easy. And so like, okay, for them, yeah, but you know why I, 
I, you yeah, know right. I started someplace, right? I know. I know. Believe yeah. me. Everyone starts new. Like, like you know, for the people who are listening to this, we're like, fuck, these guys are saying that I shouldn't use that. Fuck that. If you want to use it for five minutes or a month or a year or whatever, fucking do it. If it gets you the next step, you know, like if it if it becomes a gateway for you to actually like roll your own, then fuck it, dude. Run your own shit. You know, like by all means. I I think part of it is don't run it if it's going to be a permanent production environment for you and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, that's what I'm trying to say is like you can run it if you want to, Mm. but figure the shit out on your own so you know what you're doing. I will say that the reason I'm so against turnkey stuff is uh-huh. I've tried so much of it. Yeah. What have you tried? And, well, I tried free APA. Every, everything we mentioned on the show that I have an opinion about okay. is something I've okay. at least tried. Okay. In varying degrees of success. But, right, right, right. Yeah, like, I'm not sitting here saying, like, I think don't do this because you... <laughs> you don't even know what I was going to say. I'm not sitting here saying, like, don't, you know, turn up your own LDAP implementation. By all means, do it. But if you're going to do it, do it the right way. By all fucking means. Do it in a way in which you will learn what the actual LDAP specifications are. Do it in a way in which you're going to actually learn what LDIFs are. I do think it, of know? the four of us, or three of us, I'm sorry, I don't said four. I think of the three of us, I think we would all say that. Like, we would all be like, yeah, I mean, you know, do your shit. You know? Like, mm-hmm. that's, I, think that's, I think that's not something that none of us would say. You know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't say... You know what? You're not a real Linux guy if you can't do this. Like, yeah, that's something I'm saying. Like, we all started. I mean, even Jayton's still a bit of a noob. You know, so come on. Uh, he's. I, I think he's Jayton. got more years than you in this. But okay, all right. So anyway, <laughs> no, you start out with like SIP stuff and VoIP stuff. He went straight to Linux, and he's been doing it for what since 16, Jayton? 14. When were you first in the Ubuntu IRC? That was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we figured this out before. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't exactly know. You're not old enough to drive, even with a permit. I know that. Oh, God, I was like, I think I was in fifth grade. Yeah, you were you were a young And I started out uh, my first big project. Uh, I actually talked about it uh, last episode. I don't remember why. Was setting up a fucking print server with cups and mm-hmm. uh, sharing out uh, an external hard drive over SMB on my home network. Right. Do you remember what age? Oh, no, I'd have to look it up. Okay. Well, okay, like, what yeah, year, what year was that? Shit. Because... What year was that? What year was that? Yeah, dox yourself for us, Jason. Tell us how old you are. <laughs> Point being, like, he was... He's been doing it for a while. I but, I administered a RHEL server uh, in 2003. Are we here to, to swing our dicks? No. I, I, I can tell you it was before then. It was Okay, before well, that's fine. Sure. I mean, I was in the Marine Corps before that, so I didn't really have a chance to... Right, no, yeah, nobody's nobody's saying, you know, oh my gosh. <laughs> my point is, yeah, I, would you, the point I was getting at, I should say, is like when you do this shit for long enough, you get to a point where you realize the turnkey solutions are pretty bullshit. Because when you compare them side by side with actually turning up the components yourself, and you see the amount of flexibility you get with turning this stuff out, like all the other stuff that turnkey just falls flat on its face for, or about with whatever whatever proper propositions there you realize like okay like these why do people use turnkey like what it makes no sense it's it adds work it doesn't take away work you know yeah right so, sometimes mm, i'd say every time 
eventually bites you in the ass. It's just a matter of when. Anyone have any closing thoughts? I don't know. I tried to put my point out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think there is there can be a valid instance for using a turnkey. I don't necessarily think that it's all the time or should be all the time. You know, I don't know. It depends on it, and it depends on the person. Like that's my thought. You know, is who's doing it and how are they doing it? Like, are they doing it the right way? Obviously, doing it the right way doesn't mean using a turnkey for our podcast for our our, our reasons. And that's fine. And that's all I got. So, mm-hmm. Jason, any closing remarks? Nah. I know I tried to argue for them, but fuck turnkey on the whole. I mean, you saw what I said <laughs> to that guy on the, the twatter. Yeah, yeah. It was the whole conversation that got us started on this. That, well, I appreciate you trying to bring a an opposing viewpoint and, and being yep. a devil's advocate, but I'm not sure there's any justification for turnkeys. So, Jason, if you had... 20 mail-in boxes. Yeah. And five of them crash. How many mm-hmm. mail-in boxes do you have left running? Are you typing uh, into your calculator? What is that? Oh, is that Payton typing? 15. Okay. There you go. Jathan, why don't you share with us your 15? Jathan, do you know what this means? What? This is the first time you've answered 15 correctly on the first try. No. Look at me go. You're making strides. What are your 15 clams? I wanted to talk about the coronavirus. Okay. Talk about it. I wanted to uh, basically talk about what we can do as sysadmins to to sort of prime our, our companies and shit for remote work if we have to sort of in a hurry. Mm, that's a good 15 clams. I know. I'm pretty fucking good. <laughs> okay. All right. Call so, me. you know, one thing in particular is that I personally think that knowing how to stand up a fucking VPN pretty quickly is a really valuable resource in a lot of cases, but this is mm-hmm. one in particular that, like... Oh, you, you can't do it without it, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what? If you don't have one now, just fucking take your, your Friday this week, take a couple of hours, set up OpenVPN, and get some certs to everybody. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, it's there just in case, then. Mm-hmm. And if you've had Vault set up before already, you can use that as your PKI backend for OpenVPN. We talked about that a little bit. Yeah, what else, so besides a VPN, what else can people do to prepare for remote work? I mean, depending, you know, like where I work, we have Google Apps, so we have access to Google Hangouts for, like, video and stuff like that. I was just about to say comms. Yeah. Yes, but communications in general. In mm-hmm. particular, thinking about a secure line of communication for, like, maybe C-levels, mm-hmm. that isn't something like Google Hangouts, even if you have Google Apps. Mm-hmm. Something that's, you know, self-hosted and isn't fucking leaving your network right could be a good thing xmpp is a great choice for that plus it's really fucking hard to vpn tunnel google hangouts yeah well the the servers that they have tied to the rec i mean number one good luck trying to to get the server list but number two it i'd imagine it changes so often yeah but okay yep good great point so those those are a couple things i have Mm -hmm. i would be curious what anybody else has to contribute the other thing I came up with was, ah, oh, shit, I forget it now. I'll mm. think of it. Somebody else talk. I think you really covered the most oh. basic, yeah. Well, this is more of like a desktop thing, mm-hmm. desktop support, you know, so if you're, you're not in charge of that department necessarily, but uh, now's a good time. Take everybody's laptop, do a good checkup, make sure that if they need to be working from home, their hardware's in good shape, their hard drive's not getting full, shit like that. Mm-hmm. 
ideally, uh, yeah, get to the point where it can be remotely supported, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's another good one for you for sysadmins. Uh, make sure you have a way to remote into client computers you need to, and make sure that you have IPMI set up. Mm-hmm. For your servers, yeah. Yep. Although I do wish my desktop had IP. Is it IPMI or ITME? I've always heard it as ITME, but I always say IPMI. I don't know. Yeah. It me feels weird. It feels like I learned from the a person who was wrong. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, it's like people who say fucking GIF. It is GIF. The creator's nah. wrong. It's Cre- no, it's not Giraffix interchange format. It is It is Giraffix. It's not Giraffix. It's, it's, it's absolutely Giraffix. Absolutely. No, it it's dumb. Oh, it even sounds wrong. Giraffix. That's right. Giraffix. Jeff. Giraffix. All right, so... Back on topic, Back what do you guys topic. have for the uh, remote working? Fucking plague prep. It's going to be the name of the blog post I published about it. Plague prep. <laughs> plague prep. I mm, I think you really covered the basics. At its core, for like 90% of the jobs out there, that's all they need to be work. Yeah. Maybe not 90% if you're considering like work, like hard labor and, and stuff like that. Like, obviously, you can't telecommute for that. But. You know, the other thing is plan for longer replacement times on parts that you need. Mm, yeah, supply chain and all that. Yeah. I'm actually in a situation right now where I have gotten new storage and I've gotten all the hard drives and I've gotten the chassis for the hard drives, but I can't get the actual nodes that control it, so it's just sitting in a box. Really? I would think you'd have a hard time with the hard drives. Or is that mostly Singapore these days? Well, I think that companies tend to have more of a stock of them. Oh, true. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, they get the nodes made yep. custom, more or less. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so a hardware back stock or, or just inventory, a stock inventory would be yep. good to have. What else? Hazmat suits for the DC? Is, are we are we going that far? No. Okay. That'd be ridiculous. It would keep you a little bit warmer, though, I think. I don't need to be fucking warmer in my already hot-ass hot aisle. Well, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I get, well, it's probably so hot in the hot aisle that it would, you know, disinfect everything. <laughs> Maybe bring a mister so you can steam everything. But for the cold aisle, that'd be great. Yeah, maybe for the cold aisle. Yeah. Have you actually, you know, worked on, like, getting a respirator or anything like that? No. I am not uh, stressing out about the coronavirus by any means. Yeah, I'm, I'm not either. We... I mean, Brent actually works fully remote, so mm-hmm. he's got a leg up on me. Well, I mean, there's that. But, like, just in general, I think it's largely overhyped. I mean, we'll see. It's still fairly new. It's, yeah. We've only known, it for three, known about it for three months. So Yeah. And, I mean, that's the thing. I'm either going to get it or I'm not, and I'm going to fucking live or die. Mm-hmm. So. And the chances of you con- both contracting and dying from it are really slow. Really low. Rather. <laughs> really slow. You're going to die slowly. <laughs> Really, we're all dying slowly if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, we are. Every second we're alive is a a moment closer to death. We're all dying gradually. I think even on the cellular level, the cells start dying off faster than they're replenished, what, at like uh, 20, mid-20s? Is that right? Early 20s? Who are you talking about? In humans, our cells die off faster than they regenerate starting in like your 20s or something like that, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's something like that. Especially if you get cancer, because then they fucking proliferate like it's their job. Uh, cancer's, like it's their it's fucking cancer's job. an aberration. You can't count what? cancer as the normal biological what? function. Anyways, yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything else. Maybe 
do a couple test runs before it's a necessity just so people get like an idea of what to expect when they work from home and so you can expect like so you get an idea of who works better alone and who might need more supervision or interaction i guess yeah to stay on track because it you know i'll admit it's not for everyone you know not everyone can do it but you know if it's a necessity because of quarantine or whatever then it's a good idea to get at least get people in the practice of it yeah hmm i'm trying to think back to what helped me when i first started telecommute a lot of alcohol uh not a lot you just need enough yeah really i think the vpn is probably the number one thing because there's so many when you work in an office you take for granted how much of your intranet you guys depend on you know because it's all it's so much more easily firewall because it's all behind the border you know but you don't have that luxury with remote working so vpn's super super important but other than that i think you we all kind of covered the necessities here. No. I, I'm not coming up with anything else. All right. Well, that was my fucking 15 planning plan. You guys have filtered water? Are you filtering your water? Do you have well pumps? I have water delivered. That is you have filtered, a well yeah. and well pumps? I don't know what that has to do with being a sysadmin. Battery backup? Because you're working well, from home. you got to have water and food and I do shit. Have, oh, battery backups is good. I do have battery backups. Do you have an external power source of some kind? No, I have about six hours before I'm dead in the water if my electricity shuts off. I don't have a generator or anything like that. Shit. What? You're fucked. But <laughs> I don't think it's going to be the end of the world from a, a nasty flu virus, but, you know, what do I know? Yeah, so I don't have a generator or anything like that, but I can go about maybe two to six hours on just battery. I have my modem on battery and I have my desktop on battery and... My laptop has its built-in battery, so... Why? Why what? Why is that a thing that you need? Because I work from home. Ugh. So I need it on the modem and my network kit because I need to use the internet, right? So even if my power goes down, as long as my cable doesn't cut, I still have internet access. I need it on my desktop because that's where I do most of my work, but if that battery fails, I still have my laptop. Mm-hmm. And the desktop is going to use a fuck ton more battery. Yeah. You know, it's a lot more power being consumed. Yeah. So that's, that battery is probably only going to last like two hours tops, if that. But yeah, my laptop battery is going to last longer. So okay, I, I still have ways of working probably through an entire electric outage. I'm talking like normal electrical outages, like for storage and stuff, not, you know, end of the world type shit. But at that point, you got bigger, you got bigger things to worry about than... You know. It's going to be out slaying zombies with his UPS. <laughs> or use it like a mace, you know, swinging around by the cord. Because there's, there's some chunky cords, you know? Yep. They are firmly in there. <laughs> Alright, it's time for us to be done. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else. You guys have any other closing remarks? Comments? Use signal, use tour. This, is, this <laughs> has been a really weird episode. I, I don't know, man. Uh, is I'm it done. because we started it like three times before we finally got it's one that works? It's just weird. Yeah. I, I don't know. It is a little weird. I think, I, it's, I think it's a good episode. I think though. it's a good episode too. It's I, had weird circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's cool. You know, it's, it's all good. Cool. Uh, well, this, yeah. has been, uh, this has been System Minister Arabia. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. And I'm an uncommented line. <laughs> See you around. <laughs>